This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. However, it applies for whenever you get your dose of Locked On Browns. Jeff Lloyd, your host, um, of course, from Browns Maven through SI.com. Pete Smith joining along, your local experts on the biggest stories, Cleveland Browns wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, lots to get to here today. Uh, obviously, a busy day in the facility with everything that's going on. Um, I guess we'll start here, though, Pete. Um, look, you don't get a head coach because he's gone. You don't have a general manager. He's no longer here. So somehow somebody's got to sit down with the media and kind of give a, you know, end of the season where we're at, you know, you know, state of the affairs, so to speak. Owner Jimmy Haslam did that today, Pete. I thought he came off pretty well for, you know, he's not always had the best history of speaking with the media, but I thought he gave some clear, concise direction to what they're doing. And a lot of it came off and made some sense, Pete. Uh, he uh, answered a lot of questions that people were asking. He just didn't answer them when they were asked. Um, he uh, avoided, I guess, saying why Freddie Kitchens was fired and why uh, John Dorsey was no longer a part of the organization. But then he basically explained that, you know, they, they weren't uh, aligned, which was, his big word for this press conference. Uh, when he was asked, you know, if, if those were aligned, he said he thought it could have been better. Um, he basically said that, you know, John Dorsey is a scout uh, and, you know, wasn't willing to compromise or listen or anything else. And basically was a big dumb dinosaur that didn't want to learn anything. Um, <laughs> he uh, was asked about, you know, he mentioned analytics, and of course the question came, well, does that mean we're going to go back to a full-on, you know, analytical approach as if that's like a thing? And I thought uh, Haslam gave a good answer, basically saying, you know, he related to his experience at Pilot J. Um, but just saying, look, we want accurate information and we want to use it, and that's smart and that's how it should be and you know basically made it clear that they don't want to uh deal with anyone that doesn't which was a clear inference that dorsey was a big dumb dinosaur that was unwilling to adapt so you got a lot of answers that suggested uh that they want you know, a bunch of guys that are on the same page and going in the same direction, which is something they have not had since the Haslam's bought the team. Um, he uh, was, you know, he, he sort of laid out what he wants in a head coach, uh, saying he wants a strong leader. He wants somebody who's, you know, able to be a problem solver and, you know, can adapt and has acumen and all these things. But the, the things that stood out to me were his, saying that he wanted uh, someone that could work with uh, the rest of the organization, which may not have said Paul D. Podesta, but that's what I heard when he said it. Um, and, and then the other one was uh, 
you know, basically, you know, somebody who's a continuous learner, which to me read it as uh, that sounded to me like someone who's younger, um, and essentially not fixed in their ways, uh, still sort of learning and growing. And, you know, that's obviously the whole question with a guy like Mike McCarthy, who is in there today uh, for interviewing is, you know, is he somebody who's still adapting and learning and those types of things. But in general, that usually means somebody who's younger. Uh, every other, I mean, Mike McCarthy is 56. Uh, everybody else is between 37 and 50. And the one that's 50, I don't think has a chance in hell. So it's really 37 and 46. Um, so it, 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 they, they said they're, they're going to hire the head coach first. Um, they're going to hire a GM afterward with input from the head coach, with input from other people in the organization. Again, this sounds to me like Paul De Podesta uh, is going to be influential on that. Uh, confirmed that De Podesta is going to run the head coaching search, at least nominally. Uh, he... Uh, said that DPS is not changing jobs. We already knew that. He's still going to stay the chief strategy officer. He said Elliot Wolf is going to stay the assistant GM, uh, which was which is interesting. Um, you know, a lot of the rest of the stuff was, you know, the idea that, you know, they, they're, they're determined to get it right this time, which everybody sort of laughed at and whatever. Uh, and he felt like the process was pretty good last year. Um and they think that process will be even better this year. I'm inclined to agree the process was pretty good last year, um, but I, I, I guess the big uh, the wrench in the whole thing um, was that uh, he, uh, you know, they, they I, I, I guess you'd say if you if you have the belief that Stefanski's the right guy, then then they didn't listen to the right people, and that's how they ended up with what they ended up with. Yeah, um, for me, some other things that came off, um, you know, definitely with the NFL experience, which I don't know, and we'll get to that here, if that was maybe something about you know, the whole Urban Meyer thing today. Obviously, we'll get to that here in a bit. Um, you know, when he spoke about Baker, you know, he likes to do things out of certain personnel. It showed that, you know, obviously maybe Jimmy's embracing this analytically more. But what I kind of did take from it, Pete, is it, it was going to be kind of a thirds it's going to be the general manager. It's going to be the head coach. It's going to be the input of Paul De Podesta, and it's going to be three working as one, as opposed to Paul De Podesta's work being ignored. Which I mean, let's be honest, that's what was going on while John Dorsey was here, and you know, it doesn't seem like Freddie was anybody that was embracing that type of thing. And you know, if Freddie was John's boy, if John didn't embrace it, there was no reason for Freddie to embrace it. Um, but you know. And I understand, look, and everybody, you know, you get your laughs and everybody's upset right now. But look, you want to jump ship, not be, jump ship, not be a fan. I mean, what's the other? I mean, that's the other alternative. You've got to hope that this is going to be a sign of something better. You, you want this team to be successful. There's a lot of talent in place. Granted, you still need a lot more and you need to live, figure some things out. But it's it's not like it was a move now where the cupboard is bare. There's nobody on the field. You know, you've got your franchise quarterback. You got a stud running back. You know, you've got at least one ace stud player on defense. We'll see how the rest of that ma manipulates out. But you know, 
Yeah, I, I think Jimmy did a good job laying out the outline of what their attempt is here to do. And they're going in deep. They're going in hard. They're talking to anybody that they possibly can. I think it was a good day on that front. Pete, this Urban Meyer stuff, I mean, I, I said it, you said it. This seems an awful lot like this is coming out of Urban Meyer and his camp. And the people who are kind of floating it out are either Ohio State people or they're college football people. Uh, you know, I, I just don't see how it works you know, it, it, the other thing is, you know, yeah, whatever the health or whatever. And good Lord, if you have any sort of health issues, this certainly is not the head coaching job for you. But this is just one I'm not buying because you want to know what they could have just went and did a Rooney rule hire and said, Urban Meyer's our guy. Well, first of all, uh, the report <laughs> came from Bruce Feldman, who works at Fox Sports, who is able to easily contact Urban Meyer, who works at Fox Sports. Um, there's no question that that's where this came from. And maybe the Browns are interested in, although even Bruce Feldman's report doesn't say head coach, just says interested in. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really mean much. Um, obviously, when Haslam was asked about it, and uh, Grossi was very confused. Uh, they Surprise, surprise. Basically said, look, we're focusing on guys with NFL experience right now. Uh, and that means that, you know, it may not be Urban Meyer. It may just not be Urban Meyer right now. I'm inclined to believe it's more the uh, former. It's not Urban Meyer, uh, and that's for any number of good reasons, but that Urban Meyer is sort of, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a counselor of sorts. He's a, you know, somebody who's who's giving feedback and all these other things um that's you know that's fine he can be somebody i mean he's been somebody who has uh sort of helped a couple colleges hire coaches uh you know it's fine that uh you know he he is someone that you can pick the brain of uh, on some of this stuff uh but again i think so much of this is Urban Myers, it's good for Urban Meyer if people are talking about him as a potential coach. It's good for Fox Sports if they're talking about Urban Meyer as a potential head coach. Um, and I think that's really what that is, which is fine. Uh, you know, it's whatever, but it's in that sense, it reeks of John Gruden for, for a number of years. Uh, in that sense, where it was, you know, it helps build that brand and that value, but Keeps, it wasn't keeps the fire really a thing for several years, and I expect that's the case with Urban Meyer. It's a really sweet gig to be on TV and be right every week, um, as opposed to you know everything that goes into it. And and I, you know NFL job's different than a college job. You're you're in there the season that the grind of the season is longer, even if you're not having to do things like recruiting and other things. Which um, you know it's a different different dynamic, but uh, the other part of that is, let's say you, you hire Urban Meyer, you know, as your head coach, you, it's it's a short-term deal, and you're, you know, I, who knows what GM you hire in that scenario. So it just none of that sounds even reasonably uh, possible. I mean, it, it, it's you throw his name out, fine, but it's 
I, you know, I, I feel like Condoleezza Rice has as much of a chance as Urban Meyer does at, at, at getting this job. So, you know, it's whatever. You throw his name out and then we move on, which is really, I, I think the candidates they're focusing on are the candidates they're focusing on. I don't, I don't, I think they're going to find the guy they want out of the, the eight or whatever it is, seven or eight candidates they have now. And really, I think it's really three. Um, so we'll see. For me, it kind of sounds like, uh, you know, he's looking, you know, Jimbo Fisher, who's got a big, fat, sweet deal at Texas A&M. It's kind of like, you know, keeping the coals alive. And, you know, will you find some school that says, hey, let's commit $30 million guaranteed to Urban Meyer. And if it only goes three years, it goes three years. It seems like that's where his kind of, you know, rod is in the water, so to speak. Uh, he's not ready for the demands here of <laughs> – the NFL, and it's especially, you know, after all he's been through and all this stuff, it, it, nothing there. It just adds up. We'll get to more here on Lothnan Browns, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Uh, between football season, NBA, obviously you have college basketball right now. It's it's a great time to, you know, stoke the fires and you want to put some money down. My bookie's a place to go. If you're kind of fan who likes to bet a little but would like a larger return, parlays. What's the best way to do that? NFL playoff weekends. You got four games here this weekend, four games next weekend. You get to go at it. You get to bet all four games. You get to adjust the point spreads to what you feel the game's going to turn out anyway. So if you like all four games and you're confident in them, and you can adjust the spread to your favor, why not check it out? MyBookie right now will match your initial deposit up to 50%. You put down 400, they'll give you two, you got 600 to play with. That's how it works. Use the promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, no space, L O C K E D O N. Again, LOCKED ON when you create your account with MyBookie.ag. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play. You win, you get paid. I got one more here I do want to get to, people. I do want to sneak this in. The senior bowl coaches, Zach Taylor of the Cincinnati Bengals, Matt Patricia of the Detroit Lions. Um, I guess Matt's going to have to fill out a staff quickly here because he's going to need some people to bring down a mobile with him. Um, Bengals, look, you're looking at quarterback. This is a prime opportunity. Um, Matt Patricia in this setting is going to be kind of interesting because, you know, you just think of him coming from the Belichick tree and that type of stuff and going down to this type of environment. Um, it, it'll be nice because maybe you'll get to see a different side of Matt Patricia, but look, you know, Zach Taylor, I mean, look, neither one of these teams, you know, you know, it's not, you know, they're picking first and third for a reason. They're starving for talent and, you know, this senior bowl, for now, you're starting to get some names dropped, but it's starting to look like a one of the better crops they've ever put together. As uh, you know, as now the Senior Bowl is starting to do away from a lot of the small school guys that they used to do, and they're really kind of going, you know, obviously you know F FCS and going a lot of Power Five now. There are a couple small, real super small school guys. Uh, the safety from. Noir or whatever the hell it is, um, whose production is not really that good. I don't get it, but Stephen whatever. Thomas's uh, guy, but yeah, yes. the, the, the Detroit Lions, 
basically are going to the senior bowl and between now and then they have to hire like an entire new sna- hire new uh, an entire new staff um you know this is not a, not exactly ideal i mean you know this is reminiscent of when Hugh Jackson was supposed to go the second time and they basically said go ahead and decline this otherwise we're going to have to you know take it from you and then the browns came up with their 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 story of how they had to uh focus on uh, focus in on hiring their staff um yeah i mean the bengals are interesting in that respect obviously you've got a really super young coach it's kind of interesting to see it from that standpoint but yeah it, the detroit lions thing has a potential to be somewhat of a mess so i'm i'm kind of curious to see what what goes on with there um you know player wise well, it seems really odd that you say i got to get this staff filled because we got to get to the senior bowl <laughs> yeah i mean like the Detroit Lions, I think, are down ten assistants. Um, they were down like eight, and then and then two more left to basically go uh, spend more time with family or whatever. Uh, they lost Paul Davidson and they lost Paul, Paul Pasqualoni. That's their they got like sixteen coach. days to get this done. And their defensive coordinator, and that's after losing a whole bunch of other things. So I, I you know, right, right now I, I don't know what. Uh, Matt Patricia would be show, showing up for this, uh, showing up with other than the pencil in his ear at this point. <laughs> oh my God. Um, now, Pete, obviously, you know, today, you know, it was Mike McCarthy and, you know, for everybody, yeah, okay, they took the breaks for Jimmy Haslam. Um, I doubt Jimmy was going to be in there for every second of those interviews. Anyway, guys, whoever wanted to make anything out of that, let that go. Um, Met with Greg Roman, and look, I pray to God that he never becomes head coach of this team because for some reason I keep thinking of former Alabama safety Mark Roman, and it's going to take a while before I actually call him Greg Roman. Uh, But Greg was next on the stage, obviously. Um, Greg, look, the the name is white hot right now. Why shouldn't it be? Um, The Ravens offense flying, you know, success in San Francisco, which Aaron Harbaugh uh, ended up in Buffalo, uh, got Tyrod Taylor, more as a throwing quarterback to a Pro Bowl, however you want to weigh that and whatever weight you want to put to that. Uh, ended up being a casualty because Rex Ryan re- decided to cut his nose to spite his face, so to speak. Sinks down in Baltimore with Jim Harbaugh. They eventually make the investment in Lamar Jackson. Takes a little time, and here we are now. The one thing, and I don't think Greg Roman's got a shot, shot here, uh, New Jersey native, Atlantic City, New Jersey native, but for all of you who want Kareem Hunt to be part of the 2020 plans, you'd maybe want Greg Roman. You want diversity in that run game, which Greg has shown, whether it's Lamar, whether it's Mark Ingram, whether it's Gus Edwards, whether it's the rookie Justice Hill. It's an interesting name, Pete. And, you know, who knows where your two wide receivers making $30 million. Maybe you have some of the receiving tight ends. I don't know you necessarily have the blocking tight ends. It's an interesting name, and he's probably maybe really worthy of a head coaching gig. I just don't know how it works with the state of the roster here in Cleveland, and maybe by the time you got it to his fitting, it'd be over anyway. Um, you know, and that is why, um, that's why you have the interview. Is uh, you know, I'd love to hear. Uh, you know, this is one of the, uh, fly on the wall type situations. I'd love to hear what his thought processes with a guy like uh with a guy like Baker Mayfield is 
Um, I, I, you know, it, if he wants to be a gap scheme guy with with what he's been doing, if he wants to, you know, if he has some entirely different scheme altogether, basically saying, look, this is what it is, and, you know, this is what I'd love to do with it, whatever, or if it's more in line with sort of the tie rod stuff that he's in Buffalo where it was uh, less running with the quarterback and more uh, more passing attack uh, from that standpoint. All I know is the guy uh, just broke, you know, helped his team break the, the, the <laughs> record for rushing yards in the season, which has been been that been been up since 1978 with the Patriots. Um, you know, in a in a game where everybody insists people want to keep insisting it's a passing league, he basically turned that on its head. I mean, it's a quarterback-driven league. You have to have a quarterback, but after that, you do whatever the hell you want. Um, so it, it's impossible to be like. You know, I, I feel great about Greg Roman because there's too many unknowns. Have, I, I, I won't, won't say he can't be the guy uh, because clearly he's been able to find a ton of success in three different on three different teams. Uh, he's gotten, you know, he got got one offense to the Super Bowl. Uh, he's got the chance to do that right now. Uh, you got uh, the Bills. Uh, to to be successful at the quarterback position and, and make Tyrod Taylor not just relevant but made him a you know a, a I think he made the Pro Bowl a couple times uh, you know a a, a well respected quarterback that you know convinced one dumbass executive to give up a third round pick for him. Um, Who is so that guy? Who is that guy? I I don't. Like uh, it's very easy to be like, well, you know, this is what he's done, so this is all I can do. I don't know the answer to that. So it's unfair of me to be like, well, it can't be Greg Roman. But th- this is where it's like, uh, you know, unless you're in the room, unless you're hearing the pitch, unless he's, you know, taking you through some elaborate presentation saying, I want to do this, this, and this, he may have a great idea of what uh, what he'd like to do that would be great for this offense and great for this. And it may make Nick Chubb even better or whatever. I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, there, he's in – he's interviewing basically right now uh i expect that will go on go into the evening um as for um you know jimmy haslam essentially taking a you know a break from the interview those interviews are hours and hours and hours some of them um and there are discussions that are had that you know don't need the owner or they're talking to various people or they're having lunch or whatever it is um, whatever process that is, it, it, it doesn't strike me as odd that uh, Jimmy Haslam had to do what he, he's doing. Um, the, the, it's hard to you know, it's hard to be like, well, this is bad. It's, it's not it's not like I think you know Mike McCarthy's like, well, I guess this is I guess this isn't a real interview anymore. I don't need to do this like that. Who knows? But uh, no, I, I with. Greg Roman, he he's sort of a wild card, but I certainly don't sit there and go he he, he certainly can't do it. I don't think he's the favorite uh, by any stretch, but you know he may be changing that, the minds right now. Uh, we we want to shoot, you know, we want to put him in a in a uh, we want to pigeonhole him as being this one thing. I you know I, I don't know if that's 
that's accurate. But if, if that if that is what he's basically saying, then they're probably not going to hire him. So I, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I thought it was a, a good idea to talk to him. Well, I mean, the other thing is there's the pick the brain and look, you know, he understands obviously within the division, he's not going to give up much, but you know, we've mentioned this, you know, Stavansky could get pulled out of ever being an option. Uh, you know, look, Josh McDaniels, you know, I'm not, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, Josh has been a little bit of a wild card through this process, through other steps of the imagination. Uh, you know, uh, whether or not, you know, McCarthy is 100% sold on being here. Um, but Stefanski goes and McDaniels are not sure of, then what do you do? I mean, you, you, you've got to have other possible options in place. Uh, so it's, you know, and it's, you know, like I said, it's not like Greg, Worman, Greg Roman is probably not worthy of this. I mean, he's done a fantastic job down there. And, you know, the one thing, you know, and I, I talked about when we spoke about Lamar Jackson is, is look, this is great that this is what he can bring you, but there's got to be the threat of throwing the ball. And here we are now, and you're probably looking at your, 2019 NFL MVP. So, you know, things have obviously gotten really well and, you know, Greg's found a way to make it all work. And, you know, whether it's now or, you know, Baltimore goes on next year to another big year, it, it's that opportunity is definitely coming his way. We'll get to a couple things more here. Uh, just a little sneak a little break here in Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. Uh, guys, great friends at the show, great friends of Pete and I. Uh, Brittany Mollis, Meredith, and obviously, you know, Brie. That's what Pete said. Check it out. These girls are doing a great job busting their butts, and they give you a different alternative. You get a female perspective on it. They have a lot of fun with it. They put themselves out there uh, looking for something else to put into the rotation pod-wise uh, on iTunes and most of the other places. Uh, I believe, do believe through Blue Wire. Uh, check out That's What B Said. The ladies are kicking ass. I'm proud of him. Happy for him. It's it's fun. It's different. It's a different alternative. You get the female perspective. Go ahead, check it out. We got some listener questions to get here too, so we will definitely go ahead and do that. Um, we able to sneak a couple in here as we're rolling on through here. Um, obviously, a lot to get to this time of year, no doubt about it, and especially with the state of affairs here. Um, but, you know, always appreciate you guys for what you do for us. So, you know, any chance we got here, we're going to sneak these questions on in. And uh, first one is, is Pete Clay Matthews. It's it's just not looking good as far as Hall of Fame. And I think to the point now where it's, you know, he's too far away from the field where his game isn't appreciated enough. Uh, Clay Matthews is a very good player. Uh, he's not a Hall of Famer to me. Um, which is, I'm sure, unpopular. Uh, he's also a part of that era where some of those stats don't really get correct, correctly fabulated. Um, played forever, was very, very good player, uh, but it's just I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, there, you know, he's, he's one of, uh, you know, there's a couple guys that are on the list of contenders that uh, I don't think, uh, our Hall of Famers either. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. You know, what I remember, a fantastic player, but, you know, now it's just so far removed. And there are so many guys now who are, you know, first ballot guys and where this game turned into, you know, so much more offensive. And then there were the rare defensive players who could slow these things down, the Ed Reeds, the world, and those type of players. It, it's, you know, Loss in the shuffle, I guess. And, you know, 
if he wasn't appreciated enough years after his own career to get it, now he's competing against players with resumes that probably it doesn't have a chance with, I guess kind of is what it is. And, you know, look, I mean, he gets in, I'll be happy for it. And it, it's great for all you Browns fans, but it just seems like, and it almost seems like the continuously pushing of it probably isn't helping at this point because he's not getting any closer than he was basically, I guess. So um, from Matt P why should Browns fans trust in the Haslam's or be, ex- or be excited despite the Haslam's they're not selling the team guys. They're not going anywhere. Uh, whether or not they truly have an idea of what they're doing, that's probably a fair question to bring up. Um, look, when you take over a franchise like they took over, it's look, it's great to jump in and buy a franchise that's had a ton of success. Sometimes maybe it's pulling the cord too quickly. Sometimes it's you know letting it go too long. What are you going to do? Um, are you fans or not? Are you sticking around forever? And, you know, it's like everybody, and like I remember this with the NBA or the NFL, oh, this guy really deserves a ring. Sometimes it just doesn't happen, Pete. I'm not saying I don't want this for the franchise. This franchise, it's absolutely perfect for you and I if this franchise gets there one day. But it's just not give. It's just not a given in any way whatsoever. Um. Why should you trust them? You shouldn't. I mean, why the hell? Why the hell would you ever use that word with anything? This is where I, you know, and people give me crap because I say you should never trust. You should shouldn't trust John Dorsey. Why? Why are you trusting any sports executive at all? You should, you know, see what they do and decide if you like it or not. Um, should you believe in them? I would say no, but. That doesn't mean they can't do it right. That doesn't mean you can't you hope you can't hope they they will get it right. It doesn't mean they don't have things that if they do get it right, won't be in, immediately improved for it. Uh, there are reasons to me to be more optimistic than in the past. Um, I, I think getting rid of John Dorsey makes me optimistic uh, because again, your big dump dinosaur GM trying to operate in a league that's Basically, he wants to take them back 20 years, and you know the Haslam's seem to recognize this and be like, "No, that's positive." Um, you know, if they if they get, you know, say, aspiring to get a franchise that has everyone in the operation going in the same direction, giving them a unified sense of purpose, and and hopefully that translates to the locker room, and instead of having a you know a group of individuals out there, you have a team. That would be positive. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, in the same way, I would never say, you know, you should buy season tickets if they get the what if if you if if, if I feel like they get the higher right, um, you know, you got to make that choice for yourself. I, you see what they do. Um, obviously, we'll give you our opinions on it, uh, and you see what you think. But hell, hell no, you shouldn't trust these people. I, that's crazy. Um, just see what happens and, and hopefully you feel good about it at the end. And if it, if it works, you're going to be thrilled. And all the, the crap you've had to deal with uh, for the past whew, 26 years um, will be worth it. And if not, then what's three or four more years of this? Um, it, it's, 
you know, it's you, you just you hope for the. You, it, 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 honestly, you could just basically say when it comes to the Browns right now, you say you hope for the best and you expect the worst, and that's not unfair. So, I, I would, I would, I would just look at it like that, and 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 I think, um, basically, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people have the, like Ryan Burns, for example, is a good example of this. You know, prove it. And until they do, then why why should you be anything but skeptical? Until they actually do it, um, you should be sitting there wondering if anything's going to work. And, and uh, there are things that look good things are good, bad things are bad, and that's the way it's going to work. And, and when they do good things, they're going to tell you they're good things. When they do dumb shit, um, we're going to call it that. So. Uh, you you just have to see what happens and and decide what you what you think is going to work. I think the biggest source of frustration currently right now with this Browns fan base was the seven eight and one last year, and it was the acquisitions that were made, and now it's we went backwards. And I get it. I, I, look, you know, you know, Pete and I we thought there were going to be bigger and better things from this twenty nineteen season, no doubt about it. We were all with you. Um, but to see it backtrack like that after where, you know, everybody was riding high after a ridiculously fun second half last year. And here it is the next season, six and 10 head coach gone, GM gone. And so, you know, why are we supposed to believe again? I get it. I truly get it. But, you know, 97% of you know, you're just a little sour grapes right now. And Come late June, come late July, y'all going to be here. Y'all going to be ready. So y'all know that. Uh, from Andrew Lindbergh, any idea of Schobert's, of what Schobert's contract is going to be? I'm really unsure, mostly because of how much money was thrown at linebackers last year. This is the difficult thing. And look, first thing is going to be is, you know, where is Joe standing with whatever this new regime comes to be? Obviously, whatever the head coach is, whoever ends up becoming the defensive coordinator. Joe Schobert is valued in this league a lot by a lot of folks, what he can do, the versatility. And you guys can come at me with whatever you want, but you'd have no idea what folks think about coverage linebackers. I'm not saying Joe's just a coverage linebacker, but a linebacker who is good in coverage. It's essential in this day and age where you're running three tight end sets but throwing. You got two running backs in the backfield, and you're throwing. There's so much that goes on. He's valued in that way. I don't think, Pete, he's going to get top-of-the-scale money where it's, you know, 15 per 40 guaranteed, but it's double digits per 25 to 30 guaranteed? Um, It's hard to say, first and foremost. I don't know what he wants. Um, and that's, you know, he may not be that concerned about getting top dollar, you know, whatever. He may be more concerned about guaranteed money. He may be concerned, more concerned about fit. He may be con- more concerned about other things. There's any number of things, but I'm guessing, you know, somewhere between 12 and, and, and 13 million, somewhere in that neighborhood per year, um, uh, you know, with the average and where that money falls and everything. I, I, I I think and I'm fully prepared to be wrong on this that there's going to be a little bit of a market correction from last year, um, yep. both in terms of linebacker and safety. 
Uh, and, and some of that would be in the case of Schobert, you know, getting it done before, you know, he gets out there, you know, I, I, I have to think that his camp has to be much more enthusiastic uh, with the last couple of days. I don't know if the organization has reached out to him or not. I'm not going to pretend I do. Um, but, you know, there's, there's some contracts out there that, that were great comps for him that I think um, he, he, he probably sits there and goes, you know, I would happily take that uh, and not necessarily be sitting there going, I need to get, you know, every last penny. Like, you know, Jalen Smith's contract was five years for $64 million, including 35.5 guarantees. I would, uh, you know, if that's me as the GM, I would have no problem, uh, you know, having him sign that right now. Um, but we'll see, you know, uh, but I, I think that's probably about the range where you're going to be at. I don't think you're going to see a situation where it's going to be, you know, that absurd contract that Mosley got. But that's just because the Jets are run by idiots um, that, you know, I, I think out, got out, outbid themselves, honestly, uh, with both that and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I think that was just sort of a weird thing. I think the Jason Smith's, the, the Quan Alexander range uh, is probably about where he's going to be at. Uh, let's see. Quan Alexander was a four-year, $54 million contract with $27 million in guarantee. Um, you know, I, I, that's the other question. I don't know if he's more interested in the four-year, five-year, or whatever. Um, but these are, but I, I think probably in that twelve to thirteen million dollar range is probably about right. Um, where I think most most people would be pretty comfortable with it, except for the people who still insist he's slow and average and all this other crap. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where I'd I'd probably put it. Um, and I'll just say, you know. I know they want to be here. I know there's certain areas of NFL teams they prefer not to go to. They, they you know, it, it's, you know, Cleveland's a little bit bigger of a Wisconsin. They're not, you know, necessarily looking for the big glitz type of thing. It's just going to share a little bit that I know. Um, BK Brandon King. Um, and this is actually a good one here. And, and this is maybe where some confusion is a little bit is coming. Um, why is it automatically assumed Stefanski is more of an analytic darling than McDaniels and McCarthy? McDaniels and McCarthy were involved last year. And one would think they would show better than Stefanski from a data standpoint, given prior experience, success, et cetera. One of the things here, Brandon, is, you know, if Paul D. Podesta is leading this head coaching search, He's already done the work before and said, this, from what I'm doing, is the guy. Does Josh McDaniels necessarily not equate to that world? As Pete and I said earlier, It's it seems what they're saying is this is a little bit more of a younger man's game. It's not saying that Mike might, might not end up with this gig with the strongest resume, but the Stefanski and the analytic darling, this is connecting the dots of, Paul D. Podesta has already recommended him for this job. So that's where analytic darling may not necessarily, it's more of connecting the dots of this is something Paul already wanted to happen anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's not a question of which one of them likes analytics. He uses analytics. They both use them. 
Patriots are heavily involved, invested in analytics. They may use different ones, uh, different numbers or whatever, and that may be the disagreement. Um, but uh, that is that's that's more of a they're in the same ballpark in terms of what they're they're looking at. It's entirely a question of how they want to you know utilize those numbers. The Browns aren't going to talk to anybody who's not interested in numbers uh, and using data. I mean, unless Jimmy Haslam basically blows off everything he said, and and I I suppose that is possible. Um, But and that would be even more reason for y'all to get pissed off and hate him. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean that's that would be the reason. But it's not a question of are they going to bring in somebody that uses numbers. Anyone who's saying uses them, uh, they they've clearly said that's important to them. Uh, it's entirely a question of which numbers they like, and all all those, and which which you know people they're going to sort of buy into. And and I don't know, you know, it, it's it's not impossible that Deep Podesta is not going to come back and say, I love Josh McDaniels or whatever. I I don't know enough about that. I know there's people who suggest that they they won't, um, but we'll see. I, I just I, I don't know the answer to that, and and it's, you know, and it's possible that. Um, even though they loved Stefanski last year, and this will be the third interview with him, and that would all suggest that these are very good uh, reasons to that, that he would be inclined to get the job. They, you know, maybe they like uh, Greg Roman for that better. It's really a question of, uh, you know, they may find somebody they, they you know, Deep Podesta likes even better than he did last time, or or, or whatever. So it's. Uh, they're going to get somebody who likes numbers. It's just a question of which ones. And if they fit with Deep Pedestrian, if not, then, you know, they may not, or they may ultimately just have Deep Pedestrian leave after he finds their coach. Certainly could be possible. Um, you look at the Jets situation last year. Um, they let him hire a coach. They let him shop for their groceries. And then kindly told him to get the F out. So uh, we'll start to put a bow on this here. Uh, you know, tomorrow we'll start to, uh, you know, everybody loved when Pete and I did the uh, playoff previews. We'll get that tomorrow. That's fun. You know, Pete and I, that's just us busting each other's chops. We just get to talk about ball, which we love to do. Uh, you know, look, we're going to find a way to start equating draft talk in here. Had no idea we were going to get this many major changes here. Uh, it's been an incredible week. Um, you guys are all over the content. Uh, keeps the juices flowing for me. Um, I hate you. Thought it would maybe kind of be a lame week here as we just you know just start to transition. <laughs> Obviously not, um, and maybe that was my mistake in thinking there would ever be a lame week, slow week, or slow era, Cleveland Browns wise. I should be wiser now. Two plus years on this gig, all the work um, at underscore Pete Smith underscore and his team's got going on over at Browns Maven on Twitter uh, through si.com. He's got busting their butts here, man. There's a lot going on. They are not disappointing as far as delivering content. Make sure you're checking all that out. The show itself on the Twitter machine at Locked On Browns. Always follow back. DMs are always open. Guys, look, always open for ideas. It's the offseason. Yes, I have a lot going on here. Oh, ideas, questions, things you want to incorporate into the show. We're always open, you know, first suggestions, looking for ideas. You don't want to hit me on Twitter, hit me in the DMs. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open there as well. Uh, look, it's, you know, I understand the frustration for some of you. I do. I do. But, you know, where are you going? Where are you going? You guys are Cleveland Browns fans. You're not going anywhere. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns. <laughs>